time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 114, Is Fatigue Getting in Your Way? Seven Diet Principles to Perk Up. You know, we all crave energy and vitality. I've been talking about it for quite a long time. We seek joy and happiness until we actually depart from this earthly planet of ours. So if and when we feel like we're not as vibrant, you know, like we're dragging around and and not really feeling right, We really want to find out how to counteract it and get rid of it. In today's episode, I'd like to talk about why we get fatigued, the signs of toxic buildup, and practical strategies to remove toxins. In our last episode, I talked about being tired and made a comment that I'd further discuss being fatigued. Well, fatigue is a little bit different than just being tired. And here I'm defining fatigue from a more medically speaking concept Because tiredness, as I mentioned, happens to everyone, and it's an expected feeling after certain activities or at the end of the day, you know, say you have a long day of work or staying up too late the night before. But usually you'll know why you're tired, and a good night's sleep usually solves the problem. But fatigue is a little bit different, you know. It's something that, at least from what I'm talking about here, because when we think of fatigue, We're really defining that lack of energy more than just a full day's, you know, tired from a full day's work. It usually corresponds to an unusual or an excessive whole body tiredness, not relieved by rest and relaxation or sleep, maybe a really long vacation of a few months, but um, not really. We still have that uh, fatigue feeling. It can be what we call acute, which means lasting a month or less, you know, or less, or chronic lasting, you know, one to six months or longer. Fatigue can prevent and oftentimes does prevent a person or one of us, you know, from functioning normally and affecting our quality of life. As again, last week's podcast, I gave some remedies to assist with tiredness. And you can go back and listen if you'd like or if you haven't listened already. But for today, I'd like to look at fatigue and what causes it and how we could begin to remedy it. In other words, how are we going to restore our function? And as I mentioned, fatigue is more serious than just being tired because when we are fatigued, we lose our efficiency and capacity to carry out our daily functions. And I mean functionality from a physiological and biochemical perspective, not to mention our duties. It becomes more serious as it lingers for months, and we all know that if we've ever experienced fatigue. You know, the medical community claims that being fatigued is the most reported complaint by primary care practitioners. So tired and fatigue sometimes go together. And it usually follows when you're really fatigued, when we're talking about uh, really being tired for Uh, on a very deep level, usually uh, blood work analysis takes place to help diagnose, you know, whether it's an iron deficiency, anemia, I'll give you a couple of examples, whether there's an illness, whether it's bacterial or viral. We also have chronic Lyme disease and its co-infections, which is very, very big and still in controversy. 
thyroid function is another, liver and renal function, and just many disease states. So what I'm trying to say here is being fatigued for longer than, you know, one to three months does foster, you know, blood work analysis, at least in our current medical system of the way it's working. Another issue maybe, in fact, you know, affecting our function uh, is our breathing function. So we've done all the tests, but, you know, people, many people don't breathe correctly. We could have sinus issues, which disrupts our proper oxygen intake in exchange, resulting in fatigue, which creates then headaches and foggy thinking. Or you could have somebody, I know when I work in yoga therapy, chronic chest breathers and breath holding patterns. And when that becomes... Uh, habitual, that can also result in a shutdown of systems and causing fatigue. So, but if I turn it a little bit, you know, I love talking about breath and meditation and the practices, but today I'd like to discuss and go a little more fully in fatigue resulting from digestion and diet and even nutritional imbalances, which lead to literally chronic fatigue, dysthymia, which is a, a milder form of depression, if I may say it that way, anxiety, and even distraction, all conditions that actually exhaust us. You know, chronic fatigue is unknown in its origin, and it is a frequent complaint of many people, especially when uh, consulting, when I'm consulting with them. From a holistic perspective, the causes of chronic fatigue include weak digestion, you know, what we call inadequate digestive agonies. Remember I spoke about that fire or digestive enzymes, accumulation of impurities, which we call AMA, obesity, chronic stress, depression, maybe diseases that have not really been attended to, anemia, as I've mentioned, and even old age. The best approach to return to our energy and vitality is to really root up the cause and restore function. This happens by recognizing and treating the underlying condition. When I spoke about digestive fire in the past, our community members have wrote in and asked about this, and I'll just clarify it a little bit. In Ayurveda, we have a central fire, and that governs the digestion and assimilation of food. Here I'm speaking about food. And the way we combust you know, combust that food that we eat determines our assimilation, utilization of nutrients, and elimination of what's not needed. Fatigue is one of the signs that our digestive function is smoldering. There's something wrong with our digestion. It's not, it's not contained and fully functioning. And it occurs when digestive mechanisms of assimilation, utilization, and elimination processes, those processes are not really functioning uh, to full capacity. Also, the channels, our energy channels, are either sluggish, clogged, or not working to full capacity either. So let's move and talk about signs to assess poor digestive function. How do we know if we have poor digestive function? So the main sign to assess poor digestive function is really fatigue. It's the sign that says, my digestive functioning is really not operating. We could also have, when we look at digestion as a whole, we can have lack of appetite that shows us that digestive system is really not operating to its full potential. Lack of mental clarity, we have foggy mind, remember? A foggy, I used to say, a gassy gut creates a foggy mind. We have physical weaknesses on certain meridians in our body. There are energy channels that flow. We can get frequent colds. Remember, 60% of your lymphatic tissue, you know, your immune system is housed in your gut. We could have a feeling of heaviness in our body. 
we can feel lazy, just inert. We don't want to get up and move around. We're sluggish. There's an impeded flow somewhere. Also, any sense of blockage or obstruction in the body, you know, as in constipation, for example, or head congestion, we're not clearing those channels. Excess mucus, where you're frequently needing to clear your throat or spit, you know, because you have too much mucus going on. All of these signs show that you're not clearing out those cleansing channels, the, the channels that create space are not working optimally. And as I mentioned before, that results in that undigested material, that ama. So remember, ama is the product of that incomplete digestion of food and experiences. It's a sticky substance that clogs up the millions of channels that flow in our body, whether we're talking about gross channels of subtle energy or, or gross channels of the physical body or the subtle energy channels. So what are some of the practical strategies to clear this ama, this undigested material, and get our digestive system up and running? Well, you can benefit from some simple practices that I've put here. Go to bed before 10 p.m. so that the body can take advantage of the natural self-cleaning cycles that occur between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. In my book, Feeling Good Matters, I talk about that. That's always been very close to my work where you want your liver upregulated. You want your body to really do its house cleaning. Drink a glass of warm water with lemon and honey upon awakening. You know, when you first get up in the morning, when you drink that pure water with a spoonful of, say, raw honey and some fresh lemon, it helps to flush toxins out of the body. That's a mainstay in our house here. Another, another tip I can give you is every 30 minutes during the day, you can be sipping on some hot water that's been boiled for 10 minutes in the morning and then kept in the thermos. I like to add either the lemon or I add a, an herb called trichotu, which are three peppers, and that's an Ayurvedic formula to my water, and it helps move those channels and get the, the flow happening. As I mentioned in a previous episode, Address the causative factors such as exposure to toxins, poor routines, and overworking. Another tip is to follow a diet prescribed according to your physical, mental, and emotional tendencies. In general, eliminate, for general, people that aren't going to get a consultation, eliminate ice-cold foods and drink from your diet. That goes standard for everyone. And add freshly cooked organic food when you can get it prepared when someone who either loves you or you make it. But try not to eat out so much because we don't know the mental state of really the people preparing the food. And that's very subtle, but it does exist. You could also use revitalizing spices, including ginger, black pepper, cumin seed, turmeric, saffron, uh, hing, nutmeg, fennel, coriander. I'm giving you uh, Indian spices, fenugreek seeds, and mustard seeds. I like to do uh, a blend of hing. I also like to do... Uh, I've been lately using curry leaves, very, very tasty. And they are tasty, but all of them have important properties to support our health and well-being, and especially all the subtle channels in our body. Also, avoid snacking between meals. It clogs the channels and doesn't leave time for the digestive system to recalibrate, which even causes other organs to be overworked and not operating at their full potential. 
Also, avoid drinking too much during meals and eating too fast or too slow. You know, I used to make a joke of it when I would uh, be really hungry. I would, you know, go to the supermarket and on the way home, I would be inhaling some cookies. <laughs> Even though the cookies were so-called good, I would just literally eat everything so fast. And we do that sometimes when we're, we have that perceived feeling of being very hungry. So the strategies that I'm recommending are seven. It's go to bed before 10 p.m. And I said that so that the body can do its natural self-cleaning. Drink a warm glass of water, number two, with lemon and honey upon awakening. Three, every 30 minutes during the day or so, just sip on some hot water with lemon that you've prepared in the morning. And I told you I used an herb called, uh, three herbs called trichotu. Trich, trichotu means three, three peppers. And then fourth, um, as I mentioned, you know, avoid the exposure of toxins, poor routine and overworking. Five, follow a diet prescribed according to who you are, your physical, mental and emotional tendencies. And I said, if you don't want to get that adjusted for you, meaning working with a healthcare provider who's very skilled in that, then you could just eliminate your ice water and, and ice foods from your diet. And then I spoke about adding extra spices. Six, avoid snacking between meals. I mentioned you really have to give your digestive system a time to recalibrate. And remember, I said that in the in the past episodes over the last couple of years, I also said that it ages the system very fast when you keep it moving like that. And seven, avoid drinking too much during meals and eating too fast or too slow. In other words, we want to be balanced in a very calm state. So your daily activity should be in sync with the natural law of nature. And so that means really going with the wisdom of your body. And then you'll feel that wholeness and that value that you have for energy and vitality. You can also practice focused awareness, the program that we do here, that removes your mental toxins and actually restores your connection to pure consciousness. And what I love most about this knowledge, again, is our digestive system is really a magnificent creation. And any person interested in health and vitality can apply simple, basic dietary principles to enhance their entire well-being. You know, we'd, be, we'd have a better life, more joyful, if we really understand these mechanisms and how we digest our food, our thoughts, our actions, and how we could bring that under our conscious control. And I think it's worth investigating. Remember, we're all individuals and have the responsibility to be involved with our own health and well-being, as I've said before. Don't think you can, can't do it. You know, we have that precious mixture within ourselves to heal, nourish, and transform our lives. We just need the skill set with the precision and the systematic formula to really make that happen because we're fully equipped. We just need that discipline, right? Remember, discipline's not a prison. It just means practice. So we want to train our mind, train that energy of our mind because that's the essence of our life. And we do that by attending to our diet, nutrition, and meditation. And as I always say, do your research. If you know someone who may need to know about this topic, please, or interested in yoga, share the knowledge. Sharing is the key to helping our community grow, and it also helps us serve humanity. And just send the link to someone. You can get it on YouTube or SusanTaylor.org. And that brings us to the end of this episode, and the Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week and is available on SusanTaylor.org, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and other podcast platforms. 
and join me. Join me and George actually for behind the scenes and commentary. Also the question and answers for each episode on YouTube. And visit SusanTaylor.org for more information or Susan Taylor PhD uh, TV on YouTube. Take care and I'll see you next week.